happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everyone, it's Dr. John Paul here. And this week we are taking a break to re-celebrate 50 years in hip hop. We didn't want to leave you without a dope beat to step to, so take a listen to the episode titled Hip Hop Hooray. We will be back next week with something fresh and new to make you giggle. I love us for real. Bye. The Black Fat Film Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Dr. John Paul, LLC. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Black Fat Femme Podcast, where all the intersections of identity are celebrated. I am one of your hosts, John, also known as Dr. John Paul. And I am that black person who is going to step out of line and look to see what is taking so long in the front. You know, I do it see because me. I'm trying to tell you to hurry up. <laughs> I ain't got time for you to be finagling with checks and, and cards and things of that notion. So please, if you see me step out of line, that means hurry up because you were taking too much time. But anyway, all that to be said, how are you, Queen Joho? Can I just say, I live I, I live because Black folks are the ones who are always like, mind your business. This is my business. This is your business. But we're also the ones to be nosy as fuck. Because I will peek out a line. Bitch, I'll peek out of the, of the freeway line. If we're in bumper, 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 bumper traffic, yep. I will twist my car and be like, Where, what's what is happening? going on up there? What are we doing back here, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> my, my Google Maps says green, baby. Why is it red? What's why are happening? We mo- why are we not <laughs> moving? Not moving. Yes. <laughs> so I just, I live, I love I being live. black so much. Much. It is everything. Mm. Oh my God, fam! It's Jordan. Or today, I'm, I'm a sad boy, Joho, because I am grieving, Mm-mm. grieving because grieving because I know that we will never get a new album or tour nope. from Rihanna now Mm-mm. that she's pregnant again. <laughs> she said, "Get somebody else to do it." I'm just like, I'm, okay. <laughs> I mean, listen, Mazel Tov to her for sure. I'm so happy if she's happy, but I have to tip one out for the album we'll never get because, like, I. I understand. I love her. She's given us eight albums. She uh, she owes us nothing. But right. also, Rihanna, you like you could just you could you could Mm-mm. do more, but now you can't, and and you She's won't. Not going to. And so I'll just be playing her pride discography from now on because that's yeah. all I got. So to, 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 and that's uh, all you remember going her career to get. by. That's all I'm going to get. That's from now literally on. all you're going to get. <laughs> so all for for everybody listening, as you all know, we do record early, and so one of the things I will say is that I know a couple of weeks ago, um, y'all were going up and talking about the the Super Bowl and her performance and stuff and I said I really believe like this was her kind of her last hurrah like that performance Ooh. will probably be the last thing that yeah. we're going to get from that one for a very long time and it's okay I feel like it's time for her I, I and I said this on social media I genuinely believe that people have the right to start families and they have the right to just Absolutely. do what makes them feel good and I think music maybe just doesn't feel fun to her anymore and so she probably said Ooh. I'm going to focus on family 
No, that's you know? such a great point because even in the even in the last Savage X Fenty show that that she mm -hmm. did the volume four, she performs at the end of it, and I was like, oh, that's like I was both gooped and gagged, but also like, oh, that's really a, that's really like atypical of her because her like she she doesn't perform in, is, in, yeah. in, in in any of them, and I was like, oh, she's singing the last song. I was like, oh, I wonder. I like I I was like, see, I took it as oh, she's like she about to drop some new music, I but I see so. your point as like and this is actually her saying like live laugh love y'all. This no longer my yeah. journey. <laughs> I've given you fashion, this, baby. I've, I've given, given you, you enough beauty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> yeah, and and that's probably what it is. But you know, again, I'm just making assumptions. I don't know anybody in her camp. I don't know the woman personally. I wish I did, but I don't know Same. her personally. <laughs> but I'm just assuming that judging from that performance and the kind of you know her running down the songs that she did for the performance a couple of weeks ago like very much she's giving mm. we're we're done here we're done go ahead and go buy my makeup <laughs> go ahead and go buy all of the clothes because i'm not doing anything else but anyway all that to be said it is another week and you know how we like to do things around here we yes. love to give tisha camber her flowers and so this week on still here i wanted to know joho one of the questions that i had and and thinking about kind of you know so I'll say this, social media can be a very, very mean place, right? And we mm, often cool, read yep. a lot of mean things. People sometimes jump into our DMs yep. and say mean things. But oftentimes, yep. too, and we've talked about this in so many different iterations, we sometimes will say really mean things to ourselves, right? And so I mm. wanted <sighs> to ask you, what has helped you move past unpleasant thoughts in the past. And the reason why I ask this is because I was inspired by what someone said, um, you know, I ride my bike every day. One every of day. the Peloton trainers, they tend to always say something very like inspirational, but sometimes some mm. of the inspirational stuff that they say, it sticks. And they noted that, mm. and I think it was actually Tunde. So any of you, if you're Peloton folks, Tunde always is. drops the gems. Ain't she, ain't she always the best? Tunde is everything. Truly. Well, Won't she Tunde, do it every day? <laughs> I'm going to say this before I get into it too. She'll also kill you. Tunde. <laughs> is the one like sometimes when i'm riding her rides i'd be so quick to want to tap out like i can't do this but tune very much gives what needs to be so if she, if tune if this gets to her if you know anybody tell her that we love her over here at the black fat fin podcast but all yes. that to be said one of the notes that she had made was that we can think up to eighty thousand thoughts in a day and 60,000 of those 80,000 thoughts are negative. And so I know I'm good for negative self-talk, but I'm wondering, like, how do you talk yourself out of being mean to yourself? <laughs> Damn, 80,000 and 60,000. Wow, that is a number. And mm -hmm. I will say there are times where I'm like, I'm, I feel like I go through the 80,000 <laughs> thoughts in like, in like one hour of my day, but whew, <laughs> baby girl. <laughs> Negative self-talk is my usual. It's my sexuality yeah. at this point. Oh my God. So I, I really love this question. Um, I think one thing that I think about a lot and something that I strive to do with my friends and myself, it was inspired by Fran Toronto when they were on Food for Thought podcast. I'll mm -hmm. give a shout out to Fran because who also because they also co-host Like a Virgin, which is also on iHeart, uh, the iHeart podcast network. Um, yeah. But when someone's being mean to themselves, Fran would say, 
uh, they would they would like point at them and say, "Don't talk about don't talk about my friend like that." And mm. I've adopted that with friends and with myself because I would I would like to say I I'm, I'm my own friend, so I'm yeah. So when I'm being mean to me, I just say out loud, "Hey, don't talk about my friend like that," or else you gotta wrap my hair up and pull up on somebody, and that's not gonna be a good. Right. Look, so let's not do it. Yeah, yeah. I would say that's how I love that. I I love that, and actually, I've never you know I, I'm real good for being that girl that's gonna be like you know, give yourself the love that you give to everybody else. But I never thought of it in that, like in that you know, frame of being like, like, yeah, like sometimes, like mm-hmm. sometimes you, 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 like you just gotta hear some tough love. Like, bitch, don't be, don't be, don't be, don't be talking mess about, about my friend like that or else. Yeah. I'm gonna pull up yeah. on you. Pull up yeah, on myself. I'm pull up That's on fine. you. Right. Pull up on yourself and beat yourself up for being rude. Right. <laughs> I think this is good because I have my hands in so many pots. And I think the biggest thing for me is that sometimes it's real easy to not necessarily talk yourself out of the good that's going to happen to you, but really sometimes talk really poorly to yourself about the mm. good that is happening to you. And it's funny because Ooh. we just had. Ooh. <laughs> didn't we just have an Ooh. offline conversation about this right we Ooh. had an offline conversation and we're not gonna talk we're not gonna spend a lot of time talking about what we talked about off the air but mm. we did say <laughs> that sometimes it's real easy for us to get in our feels about the good things that are happening and so wanting to kind of talk about this right like when i think to myself how much better would my day week or my month be if i woke up saying something awesome or kind to myself, or if I was kinder to myself. And so I think the biggest thing for me in wanting to kind of like just posit this as a still here is thinking that we sometimes, and I've I've said, it's so interesting because we're only what in like the, maybe the seventh or eighth week of this year. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there has been so many conversations that I've had about taking the, the weight off of myself of feeling like I have to be everything to everyone all the time. And I feel like maybe Mm -hmm. this is a, this is me just kind of growing out of that feeling of like having to always be on. But I say that to say mm. that I think a big part of that too is feeling like, you know, you're mean to you because the world sends so many subliminal messages that can tell you that you're never enough, you know? Um, and so I just wanted to shout out like you, I wanted to shout out, mm. you know, obviously fellow friend who's been on the show. I was, I had a conversation with him today, you know, Stephen Canals, a lot of the folks out there who are having these real conversations with me and saying, bitch, Get it together. You're cool. You're good. You got this. I'm proud of you. Um, and then also saying that to myself, right? Like wanting to mm. give people the space to to be kind and be nice to themselves. All right, everybody. Well, with that being said, now that you have a reason to say something nice to yourself, we're going to mm. take a quick break and get into the category that many of you probably didn't know we were going to talk about. Okay. One sec. Right, so this week we are going to take a stroll down memory lane, um, specifically because this mm. month our network is celebrating 50 years of hip hop. I know many of you, you probably watched the Grammys and you saw that they did this yes. you know, big hooray, which was, and so I thought to myself when I saw that and I saw the connection to our network talking about hip hop, I was like, we got to talk about that on the show. And so as we're celebrating it as a network this year, I thought it would be really cool if we brought kind of this conversation into our category for the show and really had like a dialogue, not only around just kind of giving various folks their flowers, because as much as, you know, there's a lot of, and I'll say this very transparently, there's a lot of anti-queer rhetoric in hip hop 
It has mm. been. It's going to continue to be there. There are a lot of people who kind of pave the way to kind of create space for queer people to kind of live and exist in hip hop. And we're going to get to that in a second. But one of the things that I wanted to start off with, I wanted to ask you, um, what is a hip hop moment that lives rent free in your mind? And so I wanted mm. to start. I know for me, it was the video Not Tonight um, that had Left Eye, Lil Kim, Angie Martinez, Missy, the brat. Like when I saw all of them women come together and specifically because I don't want to get us canceled, but I'm going to say this because I know a lot of them people's is queer. Um, <laughs> I know the brat is out and I know... I don't know anybody else, but I know the brat is out. <laughs> so I wanted to say... You know, having folks like DeBrat and some other characters, we're going to talk a little bit too. Um, we'll talk uh, more about we'll, we'll talk more mm -hmm. about the other <laughs> yeah, the other people, right? Okay. That were in that video, right? Um, I just I know for myself, I say this so I don't get myself in trouble. I know for me, I was here for the men's in the video, uh, seeing women <laughs> get to dance around these naked men's. It, mm. it just made me happy. And I think it was because I was also coming into kind of like peak awareness of myself. You know, I, I, I started to understand what masculinity was. I started to understand why I was attracted to masculinity and even some of the toxic things about masculinity. But I think all of that for me, right, as a kid, I was a mess, but it was nice seeing them naked men <laughs> dancing all around my, my rap goddesses, if that's the right word. What about you? Yes. Well, so it's funny when, so when, when you have put this in the, and you have put the video on the show notes, I was like, mm -hmm. what video is this? Because, be, I mean, the song came out, I think, in, like, in 96, which is, mm -hmm. I was, I was just, I was just, but, just but the babe oh, at that, babe. at that point in time. And so, um, you know, so it's, it's interesting, like, <laughs> seeing, because, Lord. because truthfully, like, they, a lot of, a lot of folks said that the, the golden age of hip hop was, like, was, like, late, mm -hmm. late 80s to, to late 90s and, like, early, early, early yeah. 2000s. And so, I, so for me, it's probably a bit different because I, I, I saw the time I was watching music videos, you know, like they, the style was just a, a, a little bit different. But I would say a moment that was yeah. for me rent free is in Missy Elliott's work it video when she was playing them turntables with bees all mm. over her body. That could never yeah. be me. Could not be me. Right. Will never be me. I can't stand bees. Them little buzzy bitches be all up on me. I can, if if I even <laughs> hear a buzz in my general direction, oh, I'm out. Right. You do. You will right. not. You will Ooh. not. You will not see me with a bee anywhere near me. I love me some honey, but do not put me anywhere yeah. near your damn bees. But I love that journey for her. And I would. And I would say, really, any any of Missy's videos to me were always such a dope blend of art and creativity with with her music. The way mm -hmm. I played Lose Control, uh, that video to do Sears Court choreography shout like yeah. i love me some of that um i i mean i i listened i i remember watching uh mysticals mysticals shaky ass with with pharrell yeah. and i remember thinking pharrell was Ooh. so cute which pharrell was, was fine pharrell and was still so is. fine i mean still still and is still and is. i always laugh because that song because yes. my dad played that song on repeat but he had yes. like this he had like the, he had the clean version so i heard the real version like Three years ago, I was mm -hmm. after after my dad passed. I played that song and I played the explicit version. I was like, "Oh, this song is nasty as hell!" Oh my yeah. god! But, now, but that video, something about mm. seeing Pharrell, all about my girl, all about these girls. I was like, "I want to be the girl shit throwing back for him." Ooh, yeah, right. So I'd say that right. was for me. <laughs> Attention, all y'all players and pimps, right now in right the place, in the place to, be. to be. Yes, I you know. So I will say before, yes. 
right now you can't fuck with me. I will say that, you know, so it's, it's hard because I have a love-hate relationship with Mystical. Basically, we know there is a history with Mystical um, mm-hmm. around, you know, a lot of, again, sexual assault. And that's one of the mm-hmm. things that makes the joy of hip-hop so hard because yeah. there are all of these... in individuals and i really don't want to go into this whole like can you love the you know can you love the art and not love the person like i don't really want to spend a lot of time on that yeah i feel like that's an episode that we can do and that we can get into not even just in music i think just in general entertainment there are a lot of people who create some really cool things and they're really shitty people but specifically in hip-hop right i think one of the notes that i had made so like i grew up loving Lil Kim, I'm still a huge mm. Lil Kim fan. Um, Missy Elliott will always be the GOAT, mm. you know, of many of the rappers, specifically women rappers. And I want to name that because I think the hard part for me, um, I'll say this. So I think one of the things that I think a lot about when I think about hip hop, specifically women in hip hop, was coming up in a time where black women who were MCs were saying, you're going to respect me, right? Like you have... Um, MC Light, and you have a lot of, you know, Yo-Yo, and uh, and these may be names that some people may not know, Mm -hmm. but, like, specifically even thinking about Queen Latifah, right? Like, her Mm -hmm. whole entire second rap album was focused on, basically, Black women empowerment, and so, coming up in a time where these women were making it very clear that there was sexism in the industry, and how so much of the sexism was rooted in homophobia, right? Like, there, as Mm. much as they weren't saying it, Right. They weren't they weren't taking their brand or they weren't taking, you know, they weren't taking the mic and and were outrightly saying, you know, y'all are homophobic. They were really speaking to this notion of y'all hate women, y'all hate femininity. And this is something that I want to address. So I think that for me is the one thing that I've always kind of taken from hip hop is this undertone of, you know, the homophobia and the sexism and how both of those kind of are married hand in hand. That's you know, that's such an interesting point. Like when when Queen when Latifah came out uh in, in her in, in her first line saying, Who you calling a bitch? Like you and I you and I you got for sure. I mean I mean truly like I like I fully agree with you. There is so there is so much sexism so much homophobia so, and like and it's like 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 you see it both explicitly like and lyrically and you, you can you see it in the videos you see it in like so, in so many different ways that like hip-hop or like even rap shows up and so i mean even for myself like i, I grew up with so much more male hip-hop than i did with women like Team. we did not listen to Lil kim queen let for even or even like foxy brown in, in my house oh, it, foxy like, brown. it was oh it was mystical it was nelly it was mm-hmm. e40 because i'm from the bay it was too short right and, you know right. And like a lot of that music was there was a lot of there was a lot of objectification of women. In some ways, there's degradation. In some ways, there there like there was you know abuse. There was also like like this this uh, this need to like prove like your hoodness and stuff. Yeah. And so I mean, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and and I'll be honest, I I danced to it. You know, I was like <laughs> I, I'm just a kid who grew up in the Bay was dancing to this shit, going high feet right. when he could, going all dumb, and I I was always left with with with, with this wonder of like. What would it look like for women for women to rap to rap about this? And I, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's weird because in some ways, like a lot of women have right, but I wasn't exposed to those types of songs um, right. or, or those types of artists. And I think to put about homophobia, like I think so much about um, 
the song Roman's Revenge by Nicki Minaj and Eminem on her first album um, on on a Pink Friday. And mm-hmm. he says, oh, like, I like I don't want to say it, but like, I'll just say it because it's public line. But he yeah, like, but like, but he says, all you little fag- faggots can suck it. No homo. Mm-hmm. And that line surprised me because I was like, wait, Nicki would have this on her on her album. Like, right, which, which is right. which, I mean, that, and the album, the album slapped. The album was like a great album. Right. Like that's I'm not put her really we put her on the map. People really loved it. I, everyone fucked with it. But mm-hmm. I all like I always would think about the line be like, I mean, because I remember like driving to the mall, my friends playing that song and like rapping the whole thing, and I would and I and I would, I'd always cut myself from from saying that line. But yeah. I was like, Eminem, why? Like, and that's mm-hmm. also because I like I also grew up listening to Eminem as well, and so it's just this weird thing of like, oh, like that word and the, and like these the, these lyrics really like really hurt people. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm. and, and 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 I think you bring up a really good point, and so it's funny because I was listening again being on my bike there's there are options to listen to new tracks and that's one of the things that i do i will click on the new tracks ride so that way i can keep myself in tune because i'm gonna tell you right now mm. i don't really listen to anything that's top 40 now everything top 40 now mm. i am that old grandma that is in the back going <laughs> i don't listen this ain't good music back this is in my, my day music. we had real music back <laughs> in my day we had real music right so i'm that girl that is in the back seat screaming this is trash turn it right <laughs> Um, so I listen to the I new tracks it. sometimes just so I can stay abreast of like who's doing what. And mm. it's still funny to me because even in a lot of the new rap tracks, you're still hearing rappers say, you know, or they're using gay or they're using the F word. They're using all of the slurs that they use for queer people. And it's still prevalent, right? It's still prevalent to this day. And so kind of one of the things that I felt like we couldn't have a conversation like and this is one of the things that i want our listeners to hear there is a nuance right so there is this joy that i think me and joho have for both old school hip-hop and like what i'm considering now the new school hip-hop mm-hmm. because i'm not gonna lie i like i think um everything what's what's baby um what is her name meg the stallion while oh, i don't live, turn her live. on per se i'm not gonna go to a megan the stallion album let a Megan Thee Stallion song come on. I'm going to sing it. I I, okay. I love her and I love what she's doing. Yeah. Um, but all that to be said, right, there's still this very large, you kind of go back to, to the point you made about Nicki Minaj, there is still this strong homophobia thing, right, where folks are rapping about things. And so I want to say, like, I think it's interesting that you bring that up because even though I grew up in SoCal, my stepfather, may he rest in peace, my stepfather was a DJ and he DJed a lot and his favorite DJ mm. was DJ Quick. So we grew up with DJ Quick. We grew up a lot with like mm. Snoop. Um, we knew a lot of people because of his DJing. Like, he was very well mm. known in the area where we grew up. And so it was funny because, you know, a lot of the, I can, I can remember my stepfather being in the living room like practicing on his turntables and hearing the music that he was mixing and you know my uncle to, uh, my uncles or my cousins coming in and being like oh don't mix that song because that you know that n-word is soft you know he's soft he's soft and for me it was like okay well snoop and dj quick and a whole bunch of the other girls they also had like a soft vibe right like they Mm. would curl their hair and they were very effeminate looking and stuff they kind of carried a softer aesthetic but i just always found it so interesting what they found to be soft 
and how they mm. kind of like package that, right? Um, and then it was just interesting to me to see where things were blurred, right? How the 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 lines of non-binariness, not even just in rap, but I think in general in entertainment, right? This notion of mm. non-binariness has always kind of been prevalent when we think about, you know, um, what's what's that group that sings Candy? Um, what's his name? Oh, I, I can see their name, but I can't say it. I feel oh, it kid. when you walk, it takes over me. Shit. Anyway, uh, Cameo, that's him like, Cameo, they were very effeminate looking. Prince was very effeminate looking. Like, yeah. there's so many different things, but it's just like, maybe the way. I'm too young to, to know this. You, you don't, yeah, I'm aging Prince, myself I, I so got you on right Prince. Now. I got you on Prince, but, but I was you, like, Cameo. Girl, you don't know who Cameo is? Who cameo? <laughs> okay. All right. No. <laughs> we're about, we're about oh, to have a God, sidebar and John's about to give me some education. I'm going to send you the a whole education bunch of You got to Daniels. know your history, girl. You got to know your music history. But no, I say all that to say, like, I, you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but. I just I, I say all that to say that I just find hip hop culture to be very interesting. Like what's soft, you know, who can mm. say what and get away with what and and how Ooh. even now in 2023, we're still dealing with a whole bunch of homophobia that like finds its way into the industry no matter what we do. You know, it, interesting is exactly the word I would I would use for it. I mean, interesting is actually one of my mm -hmm. favorite words. I like I I sometimes to, to my detriment use it for everything. I'm like interesting, <laughs> and it can it can mean everything, right? Like 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 like, like someone does some dumb dumb shit. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Someone does some really that amazing. That's so interesting. That's so girl. interesting. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. truly. And so uh, so I like, is my favorite word. But I think you. Know, I think w w one thing that I think about just as you're speaking, I I hadn't put this in notes, but I th thinking about this is like I you know, like there there is this like th as hip hop culture and black culture and rap culture and you know, like neo soul and funk and all these cultures grow into themselves or further like there is this like also need to retain the history of where it came from and so I, mm -hmm. and sometimes i wonder if like if like that is also reason why like that's also reason why like homophobia and sexism like still s still persists you know i think right i think um, i i also think of like like where like how how we all exist in it ourselves how we love mm. it how we perpetuate it how we strive to shift in some ways i think your point about ourselves to Software aesthetic is also very interesting, particularly for, for Snoop Dogg. Like I would totally uh, agree with you. I think I would say maybe he has more of like a like a chill aesthetic. Um, and I also think like he really didn't, he didn't really have anything to prove in, in his music. You know, like he right. he wasn't like he wasn't trying to prove something. And and you know, in, in the songs I grew up with him, like he was definitely giving the like like we we would play him at like any house party that my that like my my, mm -hmm. my, my dad would throw. And so given yeah, and, and, and I will say I think just like with his with his own history, I you know, even after his acquittal in, in the nineties um, that mm -hmm. he had. Um, like he even said himself, like he didn't want to have such a gangster lifestyle, which I, which I think is also what influences work, right? So, so you know, if someone's like, oh, he like, 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 oh, he was soft. Okay, well, like he also chose that he didn't want to live a hard life, and like I don't blame right. him. I don't blame right. him. You know, but then, but then, like, but then, I, I also think of like, I also think, I also think of 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 artists like Dr. Dre when when he, when he was both in the NWA and and out of it, like or yeah. or Tupac that really did mm -hmm. like like deep story deep storytelling with their music. And I also think the difference the difference between like West Coast and East Coast rap culture and those influences on on hip-hop as well like there's Man. there's so many like other there's so many different factors that like that really that really influence how like how how we see hip-hop and how we see rap and how people show up as soft or hard who has something to prove i mean like mm. the, the east coast versus west coast 
you know, uh, uh, era was a really intense era of like people really trying to prove that that they're hotter shit than the than the other than the the other coast person. And I mean that like that 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 that's a hard life. But then you have folks who are like, I'm like I'm I'm just trying to chill, make some fun, chill with my friends, and like fuck right, up or something. Right. Yeah, that's a I think that's a really interesting take on uh, i think a big part of it is the east coast versus the west coast and i know you know you weren't and, and i don't say this to be dismissive but i'll say you no. were not around with, you were probably yeah. still in the womb at the peak <laughs> east coast west coast rivalry yes yes but it still lives and i think that it's funny because you it, there's always kind of like oh she's the east coast girl versus she's a west coast girl right so like nikki fans versus you know somebody who like first like saweetie right saweetie is very oh, yeah, yeah. west okay, coast right. with right. her sound right. um and, right, and right. it's so interesting the dynamic between the two of them but i am going to kind of segue into something yeah. that i think you know every what everybody is here for right so we okay. cannot talk about hip-hop without talking about the dolls right so we can't talk about little nas x <laughs> we cannot talk about santana we cannot not talk about queen latifah specifically queen latifah you know so i'll say this about you know queen latifah and i pray that it never i, I pray that someone who knows latifah or somebody who i know who works with her does not hear this and then think that i'm talking shit because i'm not that's not my intention i just think mm. queen kind of dropped gems for us throughout the years and basically told us to mind our business, right? Um, and then just sort of kind of recently in the last few years came out. And I, yeah. I personally have always understood it. Like I going back to like the set it off era and kind of going back to like, you know, this notion of what the industry was or what the industry has been like someone like Queen Latifah, if they were out as a queer person, I could only imagine how how much harder it would have been for her to establish herself yeah. when she has this very big television show. She has this really big rap career. And then at the same time, she's going up against all of these yeah. black male artists who really could make or break her career, you know? So I've always said I've, I've respected Queen Latifah in the mm. way that she walks. But the question that I did have or that I wanted to posit is, do you think that in the time that we've been able to actually like grow up and see the industry do you think hip-hop has truly grown or do you really think that we still have a way to go and what i mean by that is in the sense of queer representation slash queer black representation mm. Ooh, okay <laughs> bitch that's a big question i i will say ju just just to reach back for miss dana owens aka queen latifah i I think, well, like, just given the context of being, you know, BFF, like, Queen Latifah was always, like, she, she was always plus size, and she was, like, she was always butch. Like, I, I would say, like, right. her presentation was always butch, or, tom, like, some could say Tom or whatever, right? But I think, like, like, those two things were, had already stats, stats against her. Like, those were things that were already stats, yeah. stats, stats against her in, in culture, period. And so, like, for her to come out as queer, I, for I, for sure, to this day, I believe, like, it would have ended her career. And I think, yeah. And I think, and I think now, I mean, truly, I think she has been so, so smart and strategic in how, like, in the way that she, that she announces it at a time where it feels right for her. I mean, mm. one, because truly, like, she owed us nothing to, right. to, to do in the first place. And, well, well, I mean, you know, I don't know, like, I think, like, well, I would like to, I'd like to think that she has nothing to lose, but I think, I mean, 
I, I know. I, I think like that. That comes down to like how how she, how she sees her credibility today or not. You know, I, true. I, I'm, I'm, I would say yes because she's put out she's put out a body of work both in music, in television, in film. Like mm-hmm. she has she has like solidified herself in our, in our history. So, so to me, I'm like like I would imagine she has nothing to lose because she has gained everything. But that's right. like she 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 could think so differently. But I I often think of like if she was like if she wasn't. A big girl. If she, if she, if she presented mm. more femme and mm-hmm. came out, we you know, like, like how, how, how would that maybe influence or change? Um, yeah, the, 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 that's just musings, musings I have. But to your question, mm-hmm. whew, okay. So I would say first, I would say I would love for us to have this conversation again with yeah. some with like with someone who's like like someone who's like a hip hop head and like and like like I don't right. know, like 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 deep like deep knowledge and like research. W- w- Within this, specifically someone who, like, who can dive in more of like hip hop versus rap as different genres, but I, but I think I, I think just to just answer this question, I think it's both. Like, it's both and for sure. It's has absolutely grown as much as it has more growing to do. The fact that these artists are even present at their levels sort of demonstrates that it's grown. Like especially with yeah. Nogzex, especially with Saucy Satanas, even even with Kicks to Killer, like their success demonstrates growth. And it's also okay. a testament, I would say, how much black queer culture has driven music culture, as much as people oh, yeah. don't like to, don't think it does or like to admit that it does. And I also think mm-hmm. that's one of the point that's one of the parts about that 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 like that we've got a long way to go. Because it, like acknowledging we have to acknowledge that black queer culture also helps advance hip hop, rap, R and B, et cetera. Yeah, you're not wrong. And I I love that you mentioned this notion about um, how far we've come, but also this notion of we've got a long way to go. And I would, I I too would love to dive into, and again, this is, it's a full year of, of, you Mm. know, hip hop. So we can always come back to this, you know, in the summer or, you know, and Mm -hmm. and bring in, you know, folks who have degrees in in, in studying this. And actually, now that you mentioned that, I I can think of a name of a person who I'm probably going to reach out to and say, hey, can you come on down for us to have this conversation Mm. in a more nuanced way from an actual scholarly way too. But what I will say that I think, you know, kind of bringing people in and kind of abreast, like, I think it's very important to note that, you know, we have had, so I just want to make this point very clear, like just as much as you have may, may not have seen them or it may not have been talked about, there has been, it will continue to be queer people in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Even if, even if they're not moving the way Nas or Nas X or Santana mm-hmm. is moving, right. They have been around, they will continue to be around. Right. Um, but I definitely think, you know, I, I agree with you to so much. I think homophobia is still alive and I'll even go out and say this kind of on a limb from my own, you know, scholarly input of, of, of understanding how white supremacy works and how oftentimes, mm. you know, oppression posits itself in different conversations Mm -hmm. i think that one of the reasons why homophobia lives in hip-hop is because there are a lot of individuals who see themselves as wanting or aspiring to have privilege and so by utilizing Mm. homophobia and sexism and things that's how they garner their privilege right Um, and i think that that's that's again a whole nother conversation about how that's moved but you know i I, I will say i mean you know i've had to write several articles in the last few months years you know i wrote two articles for ebony about little nas x right and the pushback in the industry um and how even in 2022 lil nas x was still getting a lot of crap for how outrightly 
proud they are of themselves, right? <laughs> particularly, particularly by, particularly by one rapper who truly we we all just like, baby, just okay, come girl. Out. Like, like come why out. are you was right? Like, why are you so obsessed with this girl, right? And I'm not gonna name them because I don't want no, their people in no, my. We all know who it is. But we all know who it is at this point, right? Like, girl, why are you so obsessed with me? Um, and but you know, both Lil Nas X and Santana have both been very vocal about you know the ways specifically that black spaces specifically black entertainment spaces black Mm. entertainment television spaces Mm. haven't been as inclusive (laughs) to them right so Mm. we don't want to name names but i guess you know my last (laughs) thought on this before we move on um or the last question that i kind of wanted to ask you joe ho and you know and i i will say that this conversation brings me so much joy because you know i'm a music head i've always been a music head And being able to decipher and being able to kind of look at like the past and the present, being able to talk about the ways that, you know, the industry is moving or where it's going and all that, that stuff really interests me. So I'm really excited. But I think one of the last things that I did want to ask you is that, do you think there will ever be an entertainment industry, specifically in hip hop, that fully accepts us as queer trans people? Mm. Because I'm going to say no. Mm. (laughs) So... I, I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say yes to that. Like, mm-hmm. like, 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 yes, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. With you, no, I, I think, and and I think this question is such a great question, such a great point because because hip hop culture is also entertainment culture, and right. something and that's something that all that black queer folks has also helped shaped and make more exciting and and and, mm-hmm. and entertaining, but often at our expense. T. Black TV, I'd argue, needs us to succeed but does not want us to succeed. Like mm-hmm. it needs us to thrive, mm-hmm. but doesn't want us to thrive. And I right. think, and right. I, and I, and, and I mean, your point, even your point earlier about like white supremacy and how that works. Like I, I like, I would not disagree. Like, I think, I think that is for sure at play here. And that's like, mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine how many of our faiths have had to navigate these spaces to feel both included and rejected by the culture and communities of the trans to make feel more safe for our identities but i think mm-hmm. i mean i think i mean re- like really to your question it's the same answer that i that, like that i would give to any culture or society period i don't think there will ever be i don't think there will ever be a space in which anywhere socially musically in any culture that fully accepts queer and trans people because i think mm. there is always going to be a group of folks who inherently and fundamentally believe that we are that we are like just like not worthy of life or not mm. worthy of mm. being here or like or that like that that like we're not real people and i as much as i, I like i part like part of me when you first pause this question part of me wanted to respond with like i have to believe that's possible i have to believe right. that there that there's a world in which it happens but like i don't think there is and it's and and i and it's not it's not because it's like not it's not because it's not possible it's possible if people would not fun, fun, fundamentally believe, believe that they're better than or above others. Right. But I don't think that there's a world in which that, that will ever happen. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, I, 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 I agree. I don't think there ever be a, a, there ever be an industry that fully accepts us. But I think, but I do think that my caveat would be, I do think that there will be a industry that, that I don't, I don't know if I want to say like respects us. Because respect is an interesting thing too. Like and I always think of like my dad growing up. My dad always always say shit to me. Always said to me, "You ain't got a lot of me, but you got to respect me." And right, I would. Oh, and I always, I always hated that shit. I was thing. like, I was like, <laughs> I hate it too. <laughs> I would rather I, I just thing. do both. But right. I was in this moment like I was in this moment like at the end of the day, 
if they can't accept me, I'm less interested in, in whether they, they, they can accept me. I'm more interested in See. Can, can they respect the work that I bring to this community, to respect, respect mm. the work that Black, queer, and trans folks have always brought, brought to this community. And, and, and if they can do that, I'm fine then. I don't care about yeah. like, the, yeah. the, them having to like us. As um, uh, Wow, I'm like, I'm like, which rapper is it, bitch? I'm about, I'm about, which rapper is it? Why I'm about to, I'm about, is it Kia? Kia, you ain't gotta like me. You ain't even have to love me, but you will respect me. Oh, bitch, Khalees, no. I'm mad at myself. Not Kia. It's, it's Khalees. Oh my God, bossy. Ka- Kaya, is it, Kaya. Is it Kaya? Is it Kia, Kaya? R-E-S-P-E-C, respect me. Is that who you're thinking about? No, because I'm bossy. I'm the first girl. Oh, you're thinking Khalees. Okay, you're thinking Khalees. I'm losing my black card right now because, I mean, I'm I'm so sorry, girl, because I I did say it was Khalees for a moment. I did think it was Kaya Kia. She out on somebody's farm anyway, so it don't matter. But I... She out on the farm. On someone's farm. But it's all I can think yeah. about is even gonna let me go, let me, but you, but you will respect me because I'm a boss. T, so. T. I oh will say God. this though. No, don't, don't beat yourself up because you know I'm real good for not know nobody's names either. But what I will say before, before we go to commercial, I will say this that to your point, right, about this respect and all that, I just want to make it very clear for our listeners or for anybody who hears this show. Nothing, and I said this, I don't know where I was this weekend. I Actually, I think it was when I, I, I was in a speaking um, engagement last week. I said, nothing in this world moves without Black queer people. And as much mm. as y'all want to believe it, as much as y'all want to believe that the industry and you know your looks, your makeup, your hair, you, okay. the music you listen to, bounce, all of that... Break My Soul wouldn't be anything without Big Frida. I'm just saying, How you right? How you Formation oh. wouldn't be anything mm-hmm. without Big Frida. Like, okay. everything in your world moves because of Black queer people. I just felt the need to say that. I just had to. Sis, mother, you right. You you right. You have not been wrong. <laughs> you, you did not miss. Thank you. Ooh, damn, that was... <laughs> Such a great discussion, and when I when I'm sure we will have again. In the meantime, fam, it's time for us to take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies, so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit tomboyx.com to shop. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Okay, so I know y'all probably are tired of hearing me talk so much this week, but I'm, I came to Joe and I was I like, girl, it. look at all these things we got to talk about. Look at all these things. And Joe was like, girl, just go ahead and take the show. So this week for, for our next segment, how you healing? Um, I saw something. So I, I'll preface this and then I'll kind of go into like what I'm talking about. I had saw, you, you ever read something on social media and you'd be like, I don't know this person and I don't follow them, but I feel they, 
they came from my neck. And so Seems I don't remember, I, I didn't yep. <laughs> save the, the, I didn't save the LinkedIn post, but this woman was talking about rejection, right? And so mm. she was talking about, um, I, I, I pop in a LinkedIn and I pop off. I'm not a huge LinkedIn-er. I you, spend a lot of my time on Twitter. You do pop in and pop off. That is exactly what you do. Girl, you pop in, I'm a you pop, pop in and pop out. And then pop in and <laughs> Yeah, so I pop in and pop out, but I did pop in and see this. And so I was like, this is related, but not related, right? Um, I wanted to talk about, so this woman in her post was talking about how she had applied to all these jobs and she was having all of these different things happen to her. And she said that when she really started talking to her therapist about what was going on with her, her therapist brought up this notion of rejection sensitivity dysphoria. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is when you experience severe emotional pain because of failure or feeling rejected. And it said this condition is linked to ADHD and experts expect it happens due to difference in brain structure. Bitch, I am gooped <laughs> because I never knew that was a thing. Like Same. I never knew that rejection sensitivity dysphoria is a real thing. And so like a lot of the ways I feel about myself and the ways that I feel about the world or even the industry, right? And you know, we all work in entertainment. I was like, I never mm -hmm. knew that was real. Girl, did you know that was a thing? Not until you posted it, bitch. Pause. I was when I saw. I said, "Pause. Hold up. Uh, what? RSD? I was like, I was yes. like, surely you must mean RSV, the virus. Oh right. no, RSD, the disorder. Oh, I mean yeah. dysphoria. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, bitch. <laughs> I when you when you when you tweeted, John, I I too was gooped and gagged. It's something yeah. that. It's something that I have definitely experienced symptoms of myself. Yeah. Though I like, like, like also like I don't have a I don't I I haven't been diagnosed with ADHD. I tried to Neither get diagnosed. I'm like doctor, tell right. me please I am. I've even like tell me that I am. And they're like you're not. And I'm like are you sure you're not? Okay. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I I'm just trying to get some help. Make it make sense. Make it sense. But I, I I did see that it might associate also with depression, OCD, and other mental health conditions, which I think could also be like re re in relationship to any of us um but i'll, I'll just say i know like rejection is such, a, is such an interesting thing yeah. um for me i you know i it's not also it's not something that, something that i have dealt with so much lately and i think it's also because i really stepped back from doing a lot of freelance work just due mm -hmm. time so mm -hmm. my way of dealing with it is just not do, don't do anything to get rejected for somebody else <laughs> do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes get somebody else mm. but but to but to be serious i think i think i just have had a I think I if, I if I if I shift into like the work I put into myself, mm -hmm. I've had a lot of perspective shifts for myself. Like right. I've and think like think thankfully with therapy, I've recognized that rejection is not about my talent or ability in most yeah. cases. And so in some ways it absolutely is, and that's okay. But like, you know, it's rather someone else's perception of of my talent or ability and whether they think it fits into their vision or not. Mm. So there hasn't been anything that I've wanted so bad lately that I've gotten that I've gotten re rejected for. But like maybe it'll happen next week and if it does i'll let you know and you'll be like Bitch, right i'm having right. my rsd flare up <laughs> <laughs> not a flare up girl. no no 
so like and the reason why i brought this up was especially for the segment you know i think a lot of us so it's funny because um you know shout out to uh i forget what her name is i can see her face on twitter again here we go with names um but anyway there is there is a influencer who i know i follow supernova mom that's who that's who Mm. it is i wanted to mention and she was talking about not knowing that she was on spectrum until she was like maybe in her early 30s and Mm. i'm not saying that i am i'm also saying that i'm not self-diagnosing myself with adhd or anything but what Mm -hmm. i'm saying is there are a lot of things in life that start to make sense when people give you like definitions of like, oh girl, you may want to look into it. And when this. you apply it to yourself, you're like, oh, this right. Makes sense. And so mm-hmm. when I saw that, when I saw that post on LinkedIn, I was like, bitch, is this what's happening to me? Like, am I dealing with RSD? Because I'm feeling this, right? Like, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm dealing with these these moments and these emotions like all throughout my life. I, I feel like I've had such a hard time with rejection. And when I say rejection, what I mean by that is, is like rejection from like a religious standpoint, rejection from like dating mm. standpoint, re- rejection from like the industry standpoint. Like I just don't, and I'll say this very transparently in a very human moment, I, I know in my heart of hearts that rejection is not it's just not me i've never been a i've never been that girl i may make it look really easy i may may look at i may make it look like i have it all together but baby Mm. sometimes these rejections even down to like a simple like you said a freelance like everyone knows i freelance girl sometimes i'll get a freelance rejection and it'll fuck my whole day up Mm. um and so all that to be said like i think it's it's really it's really it, it gives me at least for me it gives me or my my want is to tell people to like start looking into this stuff because it, it could be a brain issue or it could be just something that could help you make a lot of sense around mm. some of the stuff that's happening around you. You know, you know? I think when people get language and vernacular yeah. that they can apply to themselves, it helps like it helps us so so much. I'm even to your point, right? Like I like I, I have friends who have self diagnosed themselves on the spectrum, and I'm and I think ha- having a, a like a journalist background, like to me, I'm all about you must have the source and the facts to say something like this. But like, right? Okay. Like if that, and and that's that. Like 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 there's a huge fight for people to be able to self-diagnose themselves. Like, I, I, I get that. Like, the medical system is also set against us. So how much is it helping us from not helping us? But that's one thing that I'm always like, I don't know if I would self-diagnose myself with this. But but so, but like, but so like that said, because I don't self-diagnose, when I see things like this, that I'm like, oh, like, maybe I can apply to, like, parts of myself, right? And right. that said, like, you know, <laughs> I like, I fear I like hesitate saying this and I'm like I'm I'm not a doctor I'm not a doctor at all um, and I will say I imagine you don't have to you don't have to have you don't have to have the disorder or like or like like mental health condition to have experience mm-hmm. to experience some some symptoms of it is what I would right. say and right. so I think having a language helps so much to like to one like make yourself recognize that it's not like it's not just quote unquote in your head because that's what everyone says right it's in your head and like and like and, and, and like truthfully like yes it is in my head exactly what which is exactly the exactly the problem <laughs> I'm experiencing like it Girl, is in my it head, is in my head. Like, that's where it came but, from is that, exactly but right. I like 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 but it also like reminds us that like, we're not making it up that it's happening to us within our heads and that to me is like it helps a lot i i will say for me my 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 rsd manifests the most in dating 
And that mm. that for sure brings me a lot of emotional discomfort. And I that's yeah. why I probably strive to like I don't post about it so much because one because I just like I I I, I want to be mindful in the ways in which I let my I, I like I expose myself vulnerably. Like I'm a very openly vulnerable vulnerable person, but I think there are some things I'm like I don't, this don't have to be a post. It don't have to be a tweet or something. Like it can like it, it can just be here Trust. for this moment. And yeah. like you know, so this one like, like it's okay. Let me tweet it, but I'm not going to dress, baby. Yes. <laughs> um, but like like I will say like I'm being called called in this moment to share a little bit to share a little bit about it. I would say my strongest tension is that. People tell me how much they like love my vibe or my energy, and I'm like, okay, well, do you love it enough to date me? Like, do you love me enough to like take me on? Fair. Because like, Fair. I, and and I, I'm in this weird space of feeling desired by people that, but of I'm in this weird space of not feeling desired by people that I desire, and that mm. like that's what triggers like my like my if, if I would say I experience RSE, that's what that's what triggers it for me, which is also weird because I also can't I can't say that I don't perpetuate that too with other folks at least i'm sure that i have before and that also plays with my mind because i'm like okay so what prevents me from liking this person and possibly rejecting them and if i'm doing that then why am i sorry when someone does it to me like with, like with, with the same reasoning right and just right. It, like and so i, I th- so I, I think like so i think like what really informs my emotional pain in this context is like i feel like i've done and I imagine you might flake this when it comes to like professional work. Like I feel like I've mm. done all the things that would have that make me that make me desirable, right? As a partner yeah. or dating wise, like for you, like 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 as as a person to be picked for this program, this opportunity. And so I've done all the things that that I was told would make me desirable, and yet I'm not. Like I'm right. still like mm. and still I'm not. So that brings up feelings of like not enoughness and like who am I? And have to go back to the hey bitch, don't 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 diss my friend like that or I just wanna pull up yeah. on you. Like it's just a, Be nice a weird wild cycle. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> no, it's hard. I think you bring up so I I love that you mentioned that because and I, I thank you. I'll say first off, thank you for being vulnerable in that moment to share that that is part of it. And I knew bringing this up, I knew that there was going to be spaces and places that both of us would have to go, right? Mm. For me, it is always going to be because you know, I say I'm very grateful to know that I've been with my partner for the last 13 years, right? Um, But there's also a part of me that sometimes worries too, like, if he ever changes his mind, and you know, and he Mm. hits the brick, you know, Mm. what what, what is my life going to be like, you know, out there hearing all of the stuff and knowing all of the stuff that I know, right? And I pray that that never happens. But I say that to say, like, there's a reality that lives in my mind that sometimes things, you know, some things end but all that to also be said with my career too right like rejection in in this career especially in entertainment when you don't and i think this can be said both across dating and in entertainment when you don't show up a certain way or you don't show up in the expectation of other people specifically white folks right you don't show up in the, (sighs) the ways that the gays want you to show up um, it can be very, very, very complicated. Wait, the gays or the gays? Baby, G-A-Y-S and the G-A-Z-E, honey. The gays. Both of them are problematic. And so all that to be said, um, I think that this is, you know, I, I think for me, the reason why I bring this up and, and this notion of like, how are you healing um, in this in this space and in this vein is, again, giving people language, but also giving folks space to sit back and take 
kind of be okay with the idea of what is my emotion around whatever rejection or moment of rejection I have and processing out where that comes from. So that's really what this section was mm. for. And again, I just want to say uh, thank you, Joho, for being so transparent and so open mm. for our listeners to hear. All right, y'all. Well, we have to take one more break. But when we get back, we are going to get back into y'all's favorite segment. Yes, ma'am. And no, ma'am, Pam, we'll be back in a sec. Hey fam, we are back with our Yes Ma'am and No Ma'am Pam's our favorite segment. And today I'm giving my Yes Ma'am, I'm gonna kick us off, to one Miss Robin Fenty, otherwise known as Mother Rihanna, who fully announced her pregnancy by just... <laughs> John, I have a little kiki moment. Who fully announced her pregnancy just by supporting her baby bump during her oh. Super Bowl performance and nothing else. And I live. She really said, I gave you hosts eight albums, four fashion shows, and a whole beauty line. <laughs> Be, be thankful I'm showing up today and bobbing to my jams and I live <laughs> my, <laughs> do I need to reset again? no you can keep it. it's just Chris, Chris keep the laugh but cut the part we'll ask if I have to reset again <laughs> no my <laughs> my no head sorry my, <laughs> my no man pan this week how <sighs> do two breaths because I just I just I cannot with people <laughs> I'm giving it to people who just and this is to anybody who is who is listening that does this who just tweets things and or posts things without context of information <laughs> or information Lately, I am just seeing folks tweet and post things at organizations, at companies, at businesses, publications, at governments, etc. With things that just don't make no damn sense. T. For example, someone who I know <laughs> that I'm like, I'm, I'm, I, I pray they never listen to this segment because I'm like, <laughs> I'm so sorry, I'm talking about you, baby. But posted about a millionaire who they thought who they thought was taking organs from young people to make themselves stay young. When the article really just talked about. This person who pays X amount of money to make their organs essentially exist as if they're young. That said, I will say the publication did not like the publication definitely was like a some was like was like a clickbait caption. Right. But also, if you just read the art, if you just did the extra step right. of reading the article, mm-hmm. you would have mm-hmm. read that it wasn't like no one's harvesting organs. So the person's just paying doctors a dumb amount of money to like make themselves they're like 46, but they look as if they're 23 and their organs look like they're 23. Like, I don't know how you do it, but like, okay. So that's just one you example. Got money. I mean, okay. Another thing is, another example is, someone was tweeting about how Ticketmaster was changing, and to, I, I, maybe I'm wrong. So if, if I'm wrong on this show, y'all, someone tell me. Right, but Ticketmaster right. was changing ticket prices mid-purchase when they were purchasing tickets to a concert. Mm-hmm. And that's just not how it worked. That's just not no. how it worked. Like, mm-hmm. that's, just, that's just not what it does. I'm just, as we said before... Not everything has to be a tweet. Not everything has to be a tweet or a post. It can be the drafts. It can be. It, it, you can post and delete it. You can just not post it at all. But if you're going yeah. to share information, y'all, please, 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 please verify please it first. It. it is like please so hard. It's like mm-hmm. so hard. Like often, like having like and and, and, and I'll name like I have the privilege of having having like my my background education is 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 in journalism. So it's, I'm taught right. to have to verify things before before sharing them. And so. 
there are times where I feel like I could say more to people, but I'm just like, it's also just simple. Just like, just read it first. Don't be posting shit that you don't know what it's about because you read the headline and think that's it. Like, there's so much more. So that's my no man, Pam. It's just all, all you hosts who spread some dumb shit, <laughs> doing dumb shit. Like Can you not? Yeah. Thank you. Um. So this week, you know, I honestly, I'll be transparent. I forgot to put a yes, ma'am, in the, in the show doc. <laughs> Um, and I can't even think about anything that I want to get against. So I'm going to yes, ma'am, me. Uh, because now yes. I am a double award winner, two times award what? winner for my script. Bitch. Yes, I won another Bitch. international film festival. So I'm going to just give my yes, ma'am, me. And Bitch, I am now yes. a two times award winning uh, yes. script writer. So hopefully there's more of that in the bag. But I definitely came in here with some mess for my no man, Pam. So I. <laughs> I, this week, wanted to, and again, I want to preface this by saying I know that this may come across very elitist, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway, because I really don't care. Um, Multitudes, baby. We love all of you here. Literally, right? I, I can advocate for change and liberation and also be very upset about the ways that my money is being spent or how I'm being treated in the process of me spending my money. So, hey, multitudes. Um, all that to be said. So I don't want to call anyone out and I'm, I'm going to leave the name of the company out because I still hope one day that they are going to sponsor us in some type of campaign or something. Thank God. Because but listen, I, I am right or die for you, but I was like, I've, if, if, if you sink this ship, I'll, I will go down with you, baby, but please don't sink this ship. <laughs> I'll Somebody ride with you, say the but name please don't the brand the because we love them. But you, you, y'all are gonna follow me when I say this. So people who do Instacart or DoorDash, um, or the people who pick your food to bring it to your car when you pull up. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, I want to say this. Um, this week I went to this said location, and one of the workers who had picked out my stuff gave me the most nasty, disgusting beat up organic bananas that I have ever seen in my life. And I just want to know why. Like, I want to know why <laughs> when people do your shopping, when they pick stuff up for you, even your food. Have you ever done a DoorDash order and your food come to you look like it was in like a Mario Kart? Like your food... <laughs> Like it got it got hit by a blue shell, baby. Really, baby? Yes, I have. Like, I've experienced many of a of a food delivery service that has has. Uh, I, I would say I experienced it most with shopping services for sure. Tip, typically, like mm-hmm. I strive to not DoorDash places that are too far because I'm like <laughs> I just. I just know somewhere on route it's gonna get fucked up. Or uh-huh. I don't do I don't do a place that I like there are places that I, I, I know for a fact that they like firmly secure their shit. That shit is tight right. in the bag. McDonald's and I only for order for them. And some mm-hmm. places are, 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 are like, what's the bag? And I'm like, no girl, now it's on the floor. Right. So right. yes, yes, I see you. I just I I think that's my no man pan. People who do your shopping, people who like bring you your food and stuff. That's my no man pen. Like, please don't, don't like it's expensive. And that's the other thing. I guess, you know, I, I will say this. I'm very grateful and I'm very thankful that I do have the means to be able to do Instacart, DoorDash, mm-hmm. drive up, all of that stuff. Like, I, I do not take that for granted. I know that there are people who wish that they had the funds to do it. However, I am also spending my money and okay. it is very frustrating to me when I have to now 
what should have been very easy for me in the first place, right? I should have been able to just grab it and go because I already mm -hmm. paid that extra dollar okay. to drive okay. up, right? A lot of people don't know that, but you're actually charged to drive up. Yeah, you you, have, you never look at your receipts. Girl, they charge you. It's a dollar. And if you I mean, do it at Sam's Club, it's a privilege. I don't look at my receipts. So. Look, right. See, you learned something today. And if you do it at Sam's Club, I think it's like based off of, it's kind of like that Ticketmaster fee based off of however much you spend. If you don't, so, so I'll say this. I paid for the, um, they have like some sort of, so you have to pay for the membership, but there's also a way you could pay for something else and it takes that money off. It's kind of like when you do the DoorDash monthly yeah, fee, when you pay okay, the nine ninety nine, yeah. and you yeah, don't yeah. have to pay the delivery fee. They have the same thing for Sam's Club, but when you do it at Sam's Club, if you don't pay that extra whatever, they charge you for doing pickups. So all that to be said, in my mind, I know this. So I'm going, okay, I'm going to give you four twenty nine to pick up all of this stuff because I really don't have the time to go into Sam's Club to get all of this stuff and check out and then go home. Why are you gonna do me dirty? <laughs> like, I know I know this is really petty. I know it's petty. I've but had, I just I've really had full dips and sauces that were, that were clearly opened, clearly with the plastic wrap off. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. so you tell me that you walked up to the shelf, took this in your hand, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Looked right at it and said, it's good. And this put it right, right in the basket. And put it in the bag. <laughs> yep. Poisoning me? This. Not today. <laughs> I will say this and I will... <laughs> me and my mom... My mom is so funny. So again, shout out to Atwina. But my mom had me dying <laughs> when she was talking about somebody who opened up one of her bags and was eating her food. The way my mama went off about whoever that DoorDasher was who ate some of her fries. My mom said, I know that lady put her hand in my fries. <laughs> No, no. Oh, I love black people. I love black people and I love black angry people. Angry, older black angry people are the funniest. My mom was going, I never used DoorDash again. That lady put her nasty hands in my back. I love my mom so much. She is so fun. But anyway, all that to be said, if you are doing Instagram, DoorDash, and or Instacart pickup <laughs> for that Instagram. other company that we will not name and you are giving people nasty food um may that come may the wrath come back to you two times over all right all that to be said anyway let's go ahead and wrap this show up please send us your thoughts your feedback your email to blackfatfempod at gmail.com and can we say this if y'all love the show can y'all please send us an email please we're, like Please we just, really want to do a mailbag episode. Send, send us no some thoughts and questions. It's like it can be a dumb question, we'll answer. It can be a great question, we'll answer it, it too. It can be anything. We really want to do a mailbag episode. So please send us something. Us, please, please. It could be in the DMs. It can be via email. The email, all of the stuff you can find us. It is in the actual uh, show notes. You know what? I'll say this. I'm going to start putting little like nuggets in the show notes and we'll see if people <laughs> read them. Um, Ooh, and we may end up fans. doing like sometime around pride. We'll give out a prize or something to somebody. Ooh, we'll see. honestly, we'll see. incentivize. It, it, uh -huh, it, yeah. it works. If you it listen works. and you read through the stuff, you know, and you I'm send us some it. stuff, we, got we may pick go. somebody um, <laughs> and we may give out a prize. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But anyway, all that being said, Joho, where can the dolls find you? Babies, you can find me at Joho Daniels across all socials. And if not there, you'll find me living my new best white life, playing pickleball, because I have just discovered this amazing uh, Caucasian sport that is like a mix of tennis and ping pong. It is, I've only seen people who are 
of of a of a older age and certain certain uh, certain Caucasian background play this game, and I'm trying to be the first black fat fan to play pickleball because it is everything and more. If you haven't played it yet, John, I see that face, baby. When you visit me, we gonna play pickleball, and you gonna be like, oh, this is some fun ass shit. It really is so much fun. Okay. So y'all gonna find me on the pickleball courts. Try and find my next uh my uh my uh next my next uh sugar sugar daddy on there. <laughs> I heard that. You know what? I I'm not even mad at you. But the way that these gas prices are creeping back up, eggs are still okay. $8. Okay, it's not just me, right? Because I not was you. like, gas like, is going back up. I saw my the, my uh, my neighborhood Arco. I was like, you was definitely below. Like they had just got below four dollars mm-hmm. a month and a half ago, and now it's almost at five. Four forty nine. Yep. What Four forty nine. Where I am. I th- and so I said, yeah, says gas is going right back up. Um, mm. So it's not you, honey. It's 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 mm. definitely happening. But Damn. anyway. All that to be said, um, y'all can catch me dipping on my Ninja Honda with Tanisha and Rhonda. What? <laughs> um, that is one of my favorite. If y'all know, y'all know it is one of the lines from I Can Love You, Mary J. Blige, featuring Little Kim. Little Kim's rap verse, she says that. And it is literally one of my all-time favorite <laughs> Little Kim lines ever like it seriously is but anyway all that to be said you can find me also at dr john paul or you can visit my website at www.drjohnpaul.com we also want to thank our producer jonathan strickland and tari harrison for all of their love and support that they give us over at iHeartMedia. clap 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 claps for them clap, 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 claps. <laughs> um, we would also like to shout out our wonderful editor chris rogers because without him there would be no show well, this has been another show thank you everybody every week for listening we love you we we Mm. we we genuinely love and appreciate all of the support Mm -hmm. and remember the top of the refrigerator is where cereal and chips belong i love us for real goodbye bye Bye. (laughs) (laughs) i cannot say just one little ad libs really (laughs) cereal and chips Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.